0: This is the Benson Gregory podcast. Thank you for listening. If you like what you hear, please be sure to like, subscribe, and share. Your support means a lot. Now, here's
1: your host. Hi, I'm Benson Gregory. Our special guest in studio this week is Emmett Thompson. He is the Executive Director of Mission of Hope, an old friend of ours here at the radio station. Emmett, thanks again for joining us this week.
0: Benson, good to see you and be here. You have been a blessing, friend.
1: It would not be the Christmas season without talking to you. Uh, We are in the middle or we're winding up uh, another collection for Mission of Hope and the schools and families and outreach centers that you guys serve in uh, primarily eastern Kentucky. Tell us, recap for anybody who's new and hasn't been paying attention for the last 16 years or so that we've been working together <laughs> it has been with uh, with Mission of Hope. Let's let's recap what Mission of Hope is, who you serve, and why you're in town today.
0: Sure, Benson, I'll be glad to. We're a 27-year-old now Appalachian Relief Ministry. We're based in Knoxville, Tennessee. Um, we do most of our work in your wonderful state, and, and in particular Southeast Kentucky. We're also in Northeast Tennessee, and a little bit of southwest state of Virginia um, but you know this ministry was birthed, Benson as we've talked about years ago but as you mentioned for people who might not know um, it was birthed by the desire of the former senior news anchor for the NBC station in Knoxville Bill Williams who happened to be a mentor friend for Bill Bryant who is um, a news anchor here for WKYT mm-hmm. um, he felt like the story of a mission field that thousands were flying over and driving around every week needed to be told. And he did that through a very powerful two-part series that aired in 1996 that he titled Hunger for Hope. And essentially, Benson, as you and I have discussed before, what he dealt with um, was the need in poverty in areas that used to be f- former booming coal mine economies right. that were not that way anymore. And from that, and and I love this because every bit of that could have ended when the show aired, but there were people who were very moved. Uh, One person in particular, a lady named Julie Holland, wanted to talk to him about doing something to make a difference, and she proceeded to do that. And at that time, um, there was just one little school near Harlan, Kentucky, that even is closed now. Uh, that she was familiar with, had 150 students. She told Mr. Williams in tears in his office, I want to take some warm coats, food boxes, and a few toys and go back on a mission of hope. From that humble start, Benson, almost as a uh, 27 years ago, uh, we have bloomed and blossomed like a tree into various aspects of ministry all throughout rural Appalachian communities, essentially serving through two roots, if you would, elementary schools, and mom and pop ministry centers, mm-hmm. those are the people that are God's missionaries in Appalachia. It, it's the couple, individual, that more often than not were heartbroken to help the poor in their little area, so they got a storefront building that one being used, started a food pantry, clothing closet, furniture ministry, but they kind of hit a wall. There were no big churches there, no industrial parks with large companies to help them, So kind of what started happening with Mission of Hope, we started being a resource provider for people like that. They live in those areas. They know who's real and who's not, and they're making a difference helping them. We also evolved into scholarship, into construction, into outreach events, but um, all of us bathed and the reminder that there's nothing we'll ever bring on a truck more important than letting people know that god loves them and jesus is their true hope
1: there you go it's difficult for me when i sit down with people and try and tell them about mission of hope it's, I, i'm trying to explain all of the different things that you do so it's almost as if no matter what somebody does if they are interested in helping those people, if they're interested in helping mission of hope, if they're interested in even just domestic missions, there's somewhere to get plugged in with a talent and ability at mission of hope. Cause it's not just Christmas. It's not just toys. It's not just clothes. It's not just medical needs. It's not just even disaster relief. It's not just wheelchair ramps. It's not just repairing roofs and houses. It's there's, there's everything you guys do it all. You do scholarships, you do computers, you do, I mean, it's back to school. It's, it's exhausting. How, how, on earth do you do it
0: but well i love that bless you friend um i love what you just said because I, i've tried to view us as a conduit ministry mm-hmm. you know we're, we're we hang our hats at a warehouse and office in knoxville but every bit of our mission feel is a road trip mm-hmm. and and we just feel like that there's an urgency there um benson you referenced something just a moment ago Uh, And I love that descriptive, friend, of of who we are and what we do. I've been doing this for 23 years as Mission of Hope's first full-time employee and executive director. And I've seen um, tragedy and flooding and whatnot over the years, but I've never seen the degree of devastation in those 23 years like I saw in recent months in Mm -hmm. southeast Kentucky. Yeah, that was amazing. Horrible. Horrible. And God bless you and your station for doing what you did to try to help rally resources, volunteers, just the awareness of the need there. But you know, it's it's really been heartbreaking. We have sent truck after truck to our touch points in those counties and cities. And you know this Benson, we're not a we're not a FEMA sized Red Cross sized group. We're just trying to find frontline foot soldiers mm-hmm. that are small but they have big hearts and big desires to help those and that's our accountability gauge. Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: you touched on it a little bit, I wasn't going to mention it but you touched on it. The, the thing that makes Mission of Hope so appealing, because my church is is one of the, yes. the the foot soldiers, if you were, that works. And it was when I was presenting it to leadership at church as to why we needed to be involved. And they're like, well why do you love them so much? Why are they such a big deal? And it, I said it's because they, they've done all the work already all we have to do is go in and literally be the hands and feet of jesus all of the supplies all of the logistics all of the planning all of the everything you found out who needs it you found out what they need you gather what they need you ship it to them it's all there all we have to do in is like is go in at that point and just love on people and give them the stuff so why reinvent the wheel and try and go do our own thing When you guys have already got it figured out and you need the help, it's a body of Christ thing. You guys are doing it. You have all of the resources. You need help. And we don't have any real resources, but we can be help. So we fit together perfectly and just kind of complete the mission.
0: Benson, I love what you just said. That is absolutely, without hesitation, um, true. And, And we're honored. To be the vehicle and the vessel that partners with people like you and your church and others that deem us worthy. Vincent, I've shared this with you as our friendship has deepened. We're in the middle of a real life sweet special, but nonetheless, uh time in our ministry, we're in a graying of the hope with some of our volunteer teams. Mm-hmm. Some of our church program teams, our volunteers that have volunteered either at the warehouse or gone on deliveries, built ramps, done whatever, is their health won't allow them anymore. Um, or God's called them home and COVID impacted that as well. Um, we we have tried to search for more Young church starts like yours and so grateful for the energy and passion you and your church have. But I love how you said that. We're trying to find a place to introduce you to go serve right up the road. Right, exactly. And, I mean,
1: missions are great. Foreign missions are fantastic, but they're not for everybody. And what do you do in between foreign mission trips? Domestic missions are just right there. And literally, in our case, it's just down the road. So it just it, you, know, you take a day off work, and that that's the sacrifice. You take a day off work and a tank of gas to drive down the road and, and take care of some stuff.
0: That's well said.
1: So it's fantastic. Now, big big announcement, actually, too. It's yeah. an out with the old, in with the new kind of situation. <laughs> is that is that what I am to understand? <laughs> <coughs> Love
0: the way you put that,
1: brother. We've been friends for a long time. I we can have.
0: Say that. You know, Vince and I shared this with you as um, I have been praying about for year and a half to almost two years that God would impress upon me when it was time to pass the baton of leadership. Um, I've had a wonderful, loving, supportive wife, um, and I only talked to her about it. And um, I made a decision in recent months, I turned 68, that it was time for me to do just that. Um, Our ministry has been blessed. We were fortunate to um, be blessed through COVID, and God's just provided for us. We created a um, search committee in recent months, beginning with prayerfully looking for where God would lead us to, to, to and to the person, feeling like that he knew who it was, we just had to catch up to where he was working. And we feel without question that God led us to our next new director, and I'm excited to introduce him on the radio today, David Heatherly began work uh, September 1st of this year as our new executive director, and I'm riding off into the sunset December 31st, so we are working together in a transition. Um, David's a godly Christian brother. I've known him, and glad to have him here with me today.
1: David, it is a pleasure to have you on the program for the first time.
0: I really appreciate your time and
1: being here. That's going to be the first of many, I'm sure. Uh, tell me who you are. Let's, let's talk about a little bit about your background, what led you to Mission of Hope, and are you new to Mission of Hope, or have you been around for a little while?
2: No, not uh, new to this role, but not new uh, new to Mission of Hope. Been sitting on the board off and on for about 10 years and volunteering. Uh, just a wonderful ministry. Um, really got involved because I grew up in a little town in northeast Tennessee called La Follette, uh, and actually in one of the counties we go, but my mom is uh, the youngest of 15, from Clay County Kentucky wow. so I always tell people I said uh, growing up at my grandma's I used to play under the Hal Rogers Parkways and one of the tunnels that uh, connected our farm but, and uh, the beauty of it is now when I played under it as a child I get to drive over it now with uh, help coming back into the places that I know.
1: Oh that's that's got to be very neat for you to kind of almost a full circle kind of
2: it, it really is, you know this this ministry is a way for me to help not only my family, but uh, my friends, you know, the people I grew up with, you mm-hmm. know all those people that uh, have meant something special in my life. And uh, now'm I'm, uh, I'm get, I get the chance to work with people such as yourself to help supply the necessary needs for that area. So Uh,
1: what was it about mission of hope that really drew you in? Why of all the, I mean, there's a million different charities and organizations. What what was it about mission of hope specifically? No no
2: question. You know, I've got a, a family real busy lifestyle, but you know, just the ability to go back and help my family and friends of rural Appalachia. That's what really drew me to, uh, to be a part of this. And so, uh, when I had the opportunity to go and talking with Emmett, um, it just made sense to be able to go back home and help out.
1: That's awesome. Um, as you are falling into the role of executive director, Emmett is still looming in, in the shadows and, and helping ease you in. Um, that's going to go on for a while, right? You're, you're going to kind of be in a mentor or a mentee type role. Emmett's going to stick around.
2: You know, eh, Emmett's been a friend of mine for, for a long time. And, and even, even when he decides to just no longer come to the warehouse and, and, and help me with the day to day, you know he's going to be available his mm-hmm. heart's here his heart's with this ministry and um you know there there'll be many opportunities in my life where i get a chance to call him and say hey I man what do you think about this and um to have that uh is comforting on my end because i i'll never replace 20 plus years of what he's been through mm-hmm. you know and and so it's a. Uh, it's comforting to me. Now,
1: see, that was it's the official answer. The real answer is he's still, like, you have to kick him out of your desk, right? Well, like, I, he's still... I'm not saying
2: he's in my parking spot. I'm just saying we may have a tow truck there I, one day. I, I
1: don't see him leaving. That's, that's what I'm thinking is, like, he's just always going to be around somewhere, sitting in the corner of your office, if not in your actual desk chair.
2: Well, you know, we I, I look forward to him being there every day that he wants to be there. And, uh, like I said, his heart's for the people of Appalachia. And, um I don't think that'll end, but uh, he's always, I think he'll always be a phone call away if he's not there helping me out.
1: And I think it's a great sign of a healthy organization that you know people don't want to leave, that it's like a challenge, it's difficult to, even when you know God's calling and it's time to hand off the baton, that it's difficult to do, well,
2: so. The beauty of it, we all have the same goal in mind. Mm-hmm. We're, we're trying to bring the hope of Jesus Christ into rural Appalachia.
1: And you guys are in town today uh, doing some work with a collection of uh, toys and things for christmas oh yeah uh because that
2: drive is going on and it's going on through the fifth no question yeah the fifth is the official end to the drive uh we're during our christmas program and uh, we're trying to collect toys clothing food hygiene products for 29 different schools going to be close to about 13,000 kids this year wow just a lot of kids um but we've made it kind of easier than going out shopping and, and, and bringing it to us if you'll go to missionofhope.org, that's mission of hope.org org. you'll see a blue barrel. You'll be able to click on that blue barrel. It'll take you directly to the registries that we use, Walmart, Amazon, Target. Mm-hmm. And on those registries are sizes for the kids that we actually serve mm-hmm. and or the toys they need. So you can go there and make and it. And you just accessible.
1: buy it there, and then it gets shipped directly to the Mission of Hope Warehouse to be put on a truck and sent to the schools, right?
2: You don't ever have to handle it again. You, you click on the registry and pay. That product will then be shipped to our warehouse where it'll be put in a box and sent to a kid in the next few weeks.
1: And then of course, there's also information on there, including a mailing address, if you want to send a, a cash donation, or not cash to the mail, obviously, but like a check or something like that, you can do that through uh, the website.
2: Yeah, and, and, and like we said, we, be, we operate 365 days a, a year, which you'll be able to see on the website. If you want to donate cash, you can mail it in. Mm-hmm. We have a donate button as well. And so we've made it really easy, just depending on how you want to donate money.
1: All right, well, the executive directors, old and new, uh, Emmett Thompson and David Heatherly. thank you so much for coming in to be our guest today and catch us up on what's happening at Mission of Hope Benson thank you for your time I'm Benson Gregory thanks for listening
0: this is the Benson Gregory podcast your support means a lot be sure to like subscribe and share thank you for listening